ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the ARE Study Guide Podcast. Today, we are going to dive in to the architect's roles and responsibilities, primarily as this relates to the construction and evaluation exam. Although we're primarily going to look at the architect's roles and responsibilities during the construction process, this will help you with the project management exam, project development and documentation, and maybe even a little for practice management. So in general, this episode is just going to be really helpful to understand the architect's roles and responsibilities. So if you're ever tested on what an architect should do in a specific situation, consider the architect's contractual responsibilities. Anything on the test is always asking you by the book how an architect should do things. Okay, so let's dive in. To talk about the architect's roles and responsibilities, we are going to look at the AIA contract document, the B101-2017 standard form of agreement between owner and architect. We've already looked at this in a previous episode, but now we're just focusing on the architect's responsibilities. So per the contract, some basic responsibilities include the architect is required to be licensed in the jurisdiction where the project is located. If they are not licensed in that jurisdiction, they need to hire someone that is. The architect is responsible for fulfilling the standard of care. We're going to dive really deep into the standard of care in the following episode. Stay tuned. The architect cannot do anything to compromise their professional judgment. The architect is responsible for insurance, including general liability, automotive, umbrella insurance, which will just add an extra amount to their insurance policy if required by the owner for additional coverage, workers' compensation, employers' liability, professional liability. All of those insurance requirements will be outlined in the contract. The architect is not responsible for the work of consultants hired by the owner. However, if they notice any errors in the consultant's work, they are obligated to tell the owner. The architect is responsible for developing a schedule of their work. You can't just work on things whenever it's convenient for you. You need to develop a schedule, provide it to the owner, and then meet your deadlines. The schedule will tell the owner when the architect will provide the owner with certain deliverables. Between a deliverable being received by the owner and the architect moving on to the next phase, the architect will allow for a sufficient amount of time for the owner to review it. The schedule can only be modified with written approval from the owner. If the owner makes changes to the architect's design or if the owner approves non-conforming work, the architect is not responsible for those changes. The architect is responsible for understanding the requirements of the local building department and the utility companies in designing a project that meets those requirements. The architect is responsible for helping the owner file the appropriate documentation with the building department and other authorities. 
the architect is considered a representative of the owner until the final certificate for payment is issued. The architect is expected to make site visits throughout construction. The architect is not responsible for verifying the contractor's work or their means and methods, but they are responsible for making sure that the work is progressing as it should and that the quality of the work meets the contract documents. The architect is responsible for notifying the owner about the work's progress and notifying the owner if they notice anything wrong with the work. The architect is allowed to reject non-conforming work. The architect may reject it, but the owner may still approve it. The architect can request that work be tested or inspected. The architect only reviews submittals for meeting the design intent, not for the accuracy of the submittals. The architect is not going to verify measurements or quantities or calculations on a submittal. They only make sure it meets the design intent. If the architect makes a decision and it's in line with the design intent of the construction documents, that decision is considered final. All right, so I know that this was all covered in another episode, but I think all of these things are really important for your test and for your real practice. So sorry for being redundant, but um, hopefully this is helping you. So since we are talking about the construction and evaluation test, I am going to jump over and focus more on the construction side of things. Per the B101 contract, the architect's responsibilities during construction include the architect being responsible for their own errors and omissions, construction administration, the architect's construction administration service will end when the final certificate for payment is issued to the contractor. The architect shall visit the site often enough to be generally familiar with the construction progress, but they are not expected to exhaustively inspect the progress. How often the architect will visit the site will depend on the contract, the schedule, and how big or complex the project is. The frequency of the visits will also depend on the project phase. For example, say it's a large building with a very large foundation. The architect may visit it before the foundation is poured or after, but they're not going to visit it while that foundation is curing. So depending on the project phase will depend how often the architect comes to visit because they need to be generally familiar with the work's progress. So if not much is happening on site, the architect doesn't need to come that often. When the architect visits the site, they need to record their observations. AIA document G711 called the architect's field report can be used for the architect to record their site observations. A copy of the architect's field reports will be sent to the owner and contractor. A field report contains the project number, the field report number. The field report number is going to be sequential. So for the first visit, it'll be field report number one. Second visit will be two, etc. The report name, the date that the field report was done, the time of day that the architect was on site, the weather conditions. Weather conditions are important because it will help explain 
why work might be slower. For example, if it's raining and the architect's field report says, no one was here today, that might make sense. So weather conditions are important to have on your field report. Observations, potentially photos of the progress of the work, percentage of project estimated to be complete, and action items. An important note about site observations. A construction administration is typically part of the architect services provided in the B101. However, if construction administration is not included in the architect owner agreement and the architect goes to visit the site anyways, the architect becomes liable for something that they did not agree to in the contract. So if your contract doesn't include construction admin, don't go to the site because you are going to be assuming extra liability by doing so. Additional things that the architect will do during construction include attending project meetings, tracking the project schedule and notifying the owner if the project's progress is behind schedule, verifying the contractor's bonds, tracking and logging documents, including RFIs, submittals, change orders. Good documentation will be essential for successful project management. The project manager should be responsible for keeping records of all important conversations, particularly if the conversation involves a decision. Anytime a decision is made, the project manager should record that decision. The architect is responsible for making recommendations to the client. There are very few times when the architect will make a decision on behalf of the client. Typically, an architect will just make a recommendation for the best course of action to the owner. A very important role of the architect is managing the client's expectations. The architect needs to help the client understand what is actually feasible given the constraints of the budget and project schedule. The architect should clearly communicate to the client what services they will receive from the architect. By sharing the project work plan with the client, they can clearly visualize the architect's process and understand what to expect. Any issues or potential issues that arise if the architect realizes something may be a problem, the best practice is to clearly communicate that issue with the client as soon as possible. Project meetings. Meetings will typically be coordinated and led by the architect, but they could also be led by the owner or contractor depending on the project delivery method. Meeting minutes, also called meeting reports, are going to be issued by the architect's project manager. The meeting report contains information about the topics discussed, the decisions that were made, and action and follow-up items. Type of project meetings the architect will attend include regular project meetings with the key project participants, OAC meetings, which stands for Owner, Architect, Contractor, Consultant Work Sessions, also called Coordination Sessions, Redline Work Sessions, which are used to coordinate and resolve specific construction details, quality assurance meetings, which will happen at each project phase. Action item reports are reports of topics that are carried over from meeting to meeting until those items are resolved. At project completion, the architect will be responsible for inspecting the project to verify that substantial completion has been reached. If they confirm that substantial completion has been reached, they will issue a certificate of substantial completion.
The architect inspects the project with the owner to verify final completion. After they verify that final completion has been reached, the architect will issue a final certificate for payment to the owner. The architect's inspection of work warrants that the project is completed to the best of the architect's knowledge and complies with the accuracy, scope, and completeness of the contract documents. Within one year of substantial completion, the architect shall visit the project with the owner to verify that the project is operating and performing as expected. The architect will not be compensated for that meeting. Okay, so I hope that wasn't too redundant. I think all of it's really important. So even if you've heard all that before, it's good information to have for your practice and for your test. In our next episode, we are going to do a deep dive on standard of care. See you on the other side.